All right. <clears throat> Thank you for joining the ESBC podcast as we get all the, the streams going. ESBC. One of the greatest writers of all time is Ralph Ellison. One of the, you know, period. And it's not just that he's black. Ralph Ellison wrote Juneteenth, and he also wrote Invisible Man, one of the the, the greatest books of all time. And in writing these books, they burned down his house, where of all places, Oklahoma, right? In Oklahoma, as we've been recapping, and I'll give you a little recap in a second. Here in Oklahoma, I say here because we're close here in the Southwest, uh, was where Black Wall Street got burnt down. It was a mass murder. People talk about school mass murders. That was a mass murder of successful white racist people burnt it down because a black guy accidentally touched the foot of a white lady in an elevator. She started screaming and they burned the whole town did a black mass murder in Oklahoma. Well, one of the greatest writers of all time, Ralph Ellison, is from So you have Ralph Ellison from Oklahoma, one of the greatest writers of all time. He wrote Invisible Man. Invisible Man was one of the greatest books in the history of American literature. And then you have Juneteenth, which is similar and a little bit deeper than Invisible Man. And they all deal with the series that we've been teaching you uh, as we learn ourselves and get deeper. And I want to touch into a couple of concepts today. Uh, first, this is going to be a two-part Father's Day series. In the first part, we're going to recap where we've been, what we've learned through Dr. John, who was on the previous podcast. And we are going to move forward into what's going on now and what we expect to happen in the future, all right? With race relations and everything else, everything that has to do with it. Uh, But I do want to reiterate uh, Invisible Man by Ralph Ellison and Juneteenth by Ralph Ellison. Really, really deep uh, books on this subject. So let's recap a little bit. We've been talking about Willie Lynch. And Willie Lynch, as his last name uh, defined, was an African whose job was to uh, condition slaves to be good workers. Because uh, I'll extrapolate also, the books that I'm using as reference for this podcast, for the next two podcasts, part one is going to be recapping slavery. Part two is going to deal with mental health strength, mental health strength, uh, mental strength that my dad exhibited throughout his life. Too much is given, much is expected. So one of the things that I can do to meet the expectation of so many... Um, so much good fortune that I've had, so many uh, gifts that have been given to me, uh, so many people that have reached out and were very generous with their time, with their money to help me. 
So that's my turn to return the favor, <clears throat> if you will. So we'll return the favor with education and financial education and making sure you have money in your pocket, always. Actionable information you can use to become successful. So we started the series with uh, Dr. John, and he talked about, he's a PhD in psychology, he talked about Willie Lynch, where the name comes from. So lynching black people came from Willie Lynch, who was also black, but he was what they call, and please excuse my language, I don't want to mean anything, this is just for the purpose of education. I'm not going to say the, the, the name because I think the name is offensive to me. I'm not going to say it. But Willie Lynch was what's been called throughout the years where I've been working by other black people as the head and bomb in charge. He is the black person who acquiesces to the slave master. And now it's generally accepted that corporations are the slave masters these days. Another thing with this podcast is the more things change, the more they stay the same. You know, it's interesting to me, and a lot of this podcast is going to be um, based on uh, Naomi Wolf and stream of consciousness that went through in the early 1900s as women have been oppressed as well. So uh, it's not just women being oppressed. It's Black people, Hispanic, Asians, poor, middle class. That's why you see 99% of the crowd out there is white, because the middle class is getting brutalized by police. Skaters get brutalized and harassed by police just as much as black people do, right? But skaters do not get killed. They're killing black people because cops are being paid by uh, uh, white supremacist groups. All right, white supremacist groups pay cops to kill black people and they get bonuses. That's why it happens so much. So it's not really sometimes a race thing, it's a money thing. All right. So, uh, you know, stream of consciousness, the concept I'm using today for the podcast, uh, Pentecostal preaching, where they go one way or another, but you're still, you're still going to get it. Uh, so, stream of consciousness started with Naomi Wolf. Then we go to Naomi Wolf to the Beatniks, right? And Aldous Huxley, Burroughs, all those guys. So we're going to combine all those literary themes. So Willie Lynch was the head N-bomb in charge, all right, during slavery days. But the last couple podcasts on Friday, Mental Health Kit, because part of this is how to cope with this mentally, right? And a lot of the slavery stuff we learned through Roots, and I blocked it out of my mind, and a great movie to watch is The Great Lebowski, where in The Great Lebowski, the main actor went on Oprah's master class, and he had a great point that my wife, who's a psychotherapist, also talks about, and it's called Healthy Denial, right? So Healthy Denial gets really tested when you have a pandemic, when you have race riots, and you have a deep recession coming, right? And that's the least of it, right? <laughs> For me, catastrophe already happened with the NCAA tournament, double catastrophe, no football. Whoa. 
crazy for me, man. No basketball. Whoa. But I digress. Uh, you have pandemic. You have recessions. You have race riots, right? And what healthy denial is, is uh, where you, to keep your sanity, you put something in the back of your mind or you ignore it so it doesn't drive you crazy and you don't become homeless, right? And you're bag lady, cart guy, thinking all kind of crazy stuff on the street, don't have a job. So you don't want to be that. So you give yourself health to denial, right? I give myself health to deny about when I was beat up by the cops, by the uh, home invasion that I survived, home invasion that my wife survived. Uh, a lot of people don't survive it, right? I had great friends. Warren Nims, great friend of mine in high school, who looked up during the home invasion got shot because you can't look at people and become witnesses, right? So Wooly Lynch, his job during the slavery days was to torture black people in order them to consistently capitulate to their slave masters. And throughout these weeks, I've started with drawing the color line by Howard Zeff. Great book, uh, The People's History of the United States. And I start with this passage to bring perspective of the concept that systemic racism, systemic racism is that from the days of Willie Lynch until today, there have been systems in place, strategies in place to make us all capitulate and conform. And it's worked to the fact that they made us all shelter in place and they did it pretty easily because of this conditioning that's been going on forever. Then you add into the mix uh, evolutionary psychology. Evolutionary psychology says that we evolved in 600-year cycles. And a lot of evolution came because of survival of physics. That's what COVID-19 was. It just got rid of the weak. So a lot of guys like me started uh, studying Darwinism, right? Uh, evolutionary psychology. Been a, you know, a lot of these books back there are evolutionary psychology books. This is really an evolutionary psychology book. So we evolved in 600-year cycles. So the fact that 400 years of slavery in the United States isn't uh, that long. A couple things that we're going to look into is the more things change, the more they stay the change. They change labels, right? Uh, indentured servants, and we'll get into this. Indentured servants and slaves... Uh, they weren't that, that different. So it's a whole divide and conquer thing that they've been doing for years. Um, so let me read the, the chapter, right? Because we'll go from what I'm reading here to June 10th, which all of these days are irrelevant, right? Because right now what we're saying is, and two white girls I, I saw a video of. Uh, one was in California, one was in Florida. And both two white girls with really nice... Uh, white suburban parents said, hey, we're tired. And I don't, I don't like cussing, but both said the same curse word at the same time. And they said, we're tired of this bullshit happening over and over again. So everybody's saying this is a tipping point that we're all going to change. But 95% of people are incapable of change, peer-reviewed scientific studies say, right? 
90% of people die within 30 miles from their house. 95% of people die with the same religion as their parents. So it's interesting to me how we shuffle the deck. It's almost like the guy at the job who's happy. Oh, I made vice president. I made vice president. Ooh. Oh, really? Yeah. How much more money you make? Oh, I don't make any money. I'm just vice president. Right? So it's the same thing with slaves and indentured servants. And we'll go deeper with that thought with Howard Zenz, right? People's History of the United States. He writes, in 1776, all right? So mark that down in your brain. 1776. In, 17, in, in 1676, my bad, 1676. 70 years after Virginia was founded, a hundred years before it supplied leadership for the American Revolution, that colony faced rebellion from frontiersmen joined by slaves and servants. A rebellion, so threatening the governor, had to flee the burning capital of Jamestown in England, decided to send a thousand soldiers across the Atlantic, hopefully to maintain order among those 40,000 um, colonialists was Bacon, Bacon's Rebellion, after the uprising was suppressed. Its leader, Nathaniel Bacon, dead, and his associates hung. Bacon was described in a Royal Commission report. He said he was a 35 years of age, indifferent, but tall, black hair, ominous, ominous, pensive, melancholy aspect of a pestilent and prevalent logical discourse, tending to ask, ath, 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 Athesimize. So it was, uh, he was writing a thesis, right? They could have said that a lot easier. Uh, he seduced the vulgar and most ignorant people to believe. Sounds like who, right? Let's read that again. He induced the most ignorant people to believe. Two thirds each. Uh, two thirds, right? So that's what, when you try to win a presidential election, you try to win two-thirds, being of the sort. Sue and their whole hearts and hopes were set now upon bacon. You saw what happened to bacon. I could smell the bacon, right? Next, he changes the governors as, he charges the governors as negligent and wicked, treacherous, incapable. The laws and the taxes as unjust and oppressive as the Christ's absolute necessity of redress. Thus Bacon encouraged tumult, and as the unquiet crowd follows and adhere to him, his, his listeneth them as they came upon a large people writing their name circular-wise, that their ringleaders might not be found, having them into the circle. Given brandy to wind up the charm 
and enjoyed them, the oath struck fast together. To him, the oath being administered, he went, infected, the new country wife for rebellion. So what happens here, so if you watch, my wife watches uh, Outlander. So if you watch these four uh, Irish guys, Scotland, uh, rounded up and indentured servants as black people were. So it's the same. So it's always an ebb and flow. There were times, like just like Ill illegal immigrants sometimes get more resources than citizens, the same thing happened to the slaves because what happened was, and I'll read the passage from Howard's End, right? And I'll tell you what happened. It'll make more sense after reading the beginning of the color line chapter by Howard's End. What happened? All right. A black American writer, Jay Saunders Redding, describes the arrival of a ship in North America in 1619. All right. So 1619 when they arrived, the last story was 18, uh, Actually, 1676, right? And it's very important to look at the timeline. I mean, fortunately, in my last 21 encounters with uh, court system and lawsuits and settlements, I'm 21 now. I'm very fortunate, lucky, and good to be able to do that. But what I learned from lawyers is the timeline. So pay attention to the timeline, right? Bacon's Rebellion was 1865, and... Now I'm reading a passage from 1619, Project 1619. Great series in the New York Times. Sails furled, flag drooping at her rounded stern. She rode the tide in front of the sea. She was a strange ship indeed, by all accounts frightening ship. A ship of mystery where she was a traitor, a privateer, a man of war, no one knows. Through her bulwarks, black mountain mouth cannon yard, the flag she flew was Dutch, and her crew of Motley, her port of call, an English settlement, Jamestown, the colony of Virginia. Lynchburg, Virginia, right? For William Lynch. That name has to change. <laughs> Nobody's called for uh, Lynchburg, Virginia to change. Okay, here we go. She came, she traded, and the shortly afterwards was gone. Probably no ship in modern history that carried a more portentous freight. Her cargo, 20 slaves. So what does that mean? What does this all mean, right? So... Bacon's Rebellion was in 1865. The first ship was Slave King in 1816. And all the white sailors were striving for starving to death, so they needed labor. And the slaves were the labor, that, uh, cheap labor that built this country. That race-baiting politicians from the Northeast always go after the immigrant population that provides the cheapest labor because the poor white people are mad at them for theoretically taking their job because that's another thing, right? We're talking about mental health here. Mental health first aid kit. Stop spending time being jealous of other people online, right? 
to stop. You're going to feel better. Mental health first aid kit. All right? So you have Bacon's Rebellion, 1865. First slave ship came in 1619. Immigrant groups that provide cheap labor get scapegoated because people don't want to take personal responsibility. People do not want to take personal response. So the poor whites, instead of saying, hey, let me up my skills, let me network, let me do this. That's why I'm poor, I don't have a job. No, no, no. I'm poor and I don't have a job. Let me hate black people. I'm poor, I don't have a job. It's because of them damn Mexicans. Build that wall. Build that wall. Those Mexicans are the reason I'm poor. Not because of you or taking personal responsibility. So two things, right, on this mental health care. Number one, stop being jealous of people online. It's a waste of time. You have no control over it. Number two, take personal responsibility for everything good and bad that happens in your life. Even if you don't think it's your fault, accept it. Learn from it. You've only failed when you haven't learned from your mistakes. And that's another big thing of this podcast. So, Bacon's Rebellion, 1865, first place, come here, 1690. Then you have Juneteenth. What is Juneteenth? And it's interesting to me, right? The last country to abolish slavery was Spain, right? And I have Spanish blood in me, and that's the a-hole in me is the Spanish blood, I would say. No, there's a lot of good Spaniards. My favorite tennis player is Rafael Nidal. I've had some very beautiful Spaniards giving me a really good time. I have a lot of great friends that are Spaniards. But as a whole, as a country, as every country is, really, they were very, very cruel in the last holdover. So the last state that fought slavery was Texas. So two years after the the Lincoln, um, uh, you know, Emancipation Proclamation, Two years after that, Lincoln was already dead. Texas got in a fight with the federal government, right? States' rights. Now, I want to clear something up for a lot of people who don't understand state rights. And this is the real definition of state rights, because a lot of the theme of the podcast is also giving you information you would not get anywhere else. The truth as we see it, but we want your feedback. We've gotten Tim from Seattle gives us great feedback, teaches us a lot of things that we didn't know. This whole pandemic, recession and race riots, I've learned so much I didn't know. Like the civil rights, uh, the civil rights movement in the United States was countered by the war on drugs. I didn't know that. Now I know. So you have that. You have... The Emancipation Proclamation, two years after that, Texas gets in a war with the federal government. Why did Texas get in a war with the federal government two years after the Emancipation Proclamation? And the reason is that Texas still wanted to have slaves. So the federal government beat them down. And Texas gave in and abolish slavery. So that's 
the day that black people uh, were theoretically free, but were they really free? No, they're not free now. None of us are free. You can pay your house and you have it free and clear. No, you have to pay property taxes or else the government will take you, take your house from you, right? And what makes the difference between a communist and a socialist country is real estate, right? It's only four ways to make money, right? Real estate, labor, inheritance, and capital. That's it. So really, you never hold your real estate. Really, you're never truly free. Nobody is. And are black people totally free? Well, everybody's on the streets because they're, they're cons consistently, continually killing black males by the police. And if they're not killing them, they're putting them in uh, private slavery prisons. So 1865, I guess, or 1867. Let's see when Juneteenth is. So Juneteenth was a fictitious day, still is fictitious, where people uh, celebrated a, uh, a fake freedom. It never happened, right? And, and that's the thing, right? Uh, we got to get used to it. We're lied to by our parents. We're lied to by school. We're lied to by our jobs. How many times have you looked at a job description and the interview on that? And then you get the job and you're doing 30 other things that went in the job description or how you got hired, right? And you're caught. Oh, am I going to leave this place? I need money, da, da, da. So we're, you know, there's no Easter Bunny. There's no Santa Claus. It's all lies. And everything in the history, that's why I like, uh, People's History of the United States by Howard Zinn. Because it takes, goes to the Library of Congress and he read college and high school textbooks. So it's stuff not in college or high school textbooks. They're being lied to by everybody. High school, college, elementary school. Everybody's lying. So Juneteenth, nobody was free. It was just a day to have a party. Then after Juneteenth, you have institutional racism to the point where they burn down successful black people because they were jealous of them. Go jealousy, right? One of the deadly sins is jealousy. Stop being jealous of people online. It's a waste of time. First date, mental health care. Number two is healthy denial. Hey, if you can't handle something, you're gonna go berserk. Healthily put it in denial. Sometimes it's a good thing. So you have to measure and track. And how do you measure and track? You do CVT. CVT is you write down what the triggering event is. You write down key thoughts and beliefs. What do you really believe about this? Then you write down your feelings. And sometimes your feeling isn't a word. It's ah, whatever. So you write down your feelings and you explore your feelings. Right? It's okay to be jealous. But you have to process it and feel the jealousy and then, boom, let it go. And then come up with a positive conclusion. Hey, I'm going to do the best I can. So that will be your problem. So that's cognitive behavioral therapy that you should apply, like a mental health kit. You're not a professional. So to go to high-level CBT and DBT, you would go to somebody like my wife, a psychotherapist, to really get in-depth in each part. However, this is a first aid kit. You can use that in your diary, right? Right, you know, triggering event, key thoughts and belief, what your feelings were about it, and then your positive conclusion. You write, What am I proud of today? 
what was yesterday's project uh, progress? What, how did I progress yesterday? And then, what can I improve on? And be honest with yourself and ask people around you. All right. So that's mental health first aid kit. So Juneteenth, two years, uh, two hundred years after what we just read, nothing was accomplished. Civil rights movement, nothing was accomplished. And like we taught you on this podcast, it all started with Willie Lynch. Willie Lynch, a black guy oppressing other black people. Something people bring up is uh, the 200 deaths in Chicago. I'm going to look into that, figure that out, give you guys answers. What we do on this podcast is we give you answers, man. We give you solutions. Cognitive behavioral therapy that I just described is a solution to make your life life better right away. And how you journal. Very, very, very important. So Juneteenth, uh, they want to make it into a holiday. You want to make into a holiday a day that really didn't accomplish anything. Civil rights movements moved the needle, but didn't move the needle to where you got white girls saying, and I don't curse, but you have white girls saying, uh, this bullshit's not stopping. We got to stop it. We keep doing over the circle, and white people just don't learn. So the civil rights movements, and I had somebody say, well, what about Oprah? Come on. And the guy that was talking about Oprah is a scientist. I'm like, uh, small sam- sample size, Mr. Scientist. Oh, what about Obama? Small sample size. It's just one guy. You want to make extrapolate and talk about mass incarceration and systemic racism, and your rebuttal as a scientist is one guy, one lady. Come on, man. And I'm not saying we're not evolving. All right? I'm just saying there's people on the street, and I don't want to go through this anymore. I've been beat up by cops. I've been... Um, racially profiled. Josue Visque can't get a job. Josh Abner can. So I use Josh Abner, which is my English translation, to get jobs and to make money, to survive, right? I do not want to go through another Diallo. I do not want to go to another Freddie Gray. I do not want to go through another Eric Gardner. I do not want to, no, no, a lot of people, they're supposed, this is supposed to be it. And one thing, uh, Ellison touched about is that uh, meet the enemy within, right? Great black preachers that make you cry, make you sing, make you feel better. They have not moved the needle far enough where George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Mud Arbery, all these people are getting murdered. Rashard Brooks by police. They haven't been able to stop so we got to use diversity. Diverse companies make 45% more cash flow than somebody else. we got to be diverse, come up with a coalition, and we have to evolve past this moment. we got to stop living the past. we got to stop living 1619. we got to stop living Bacon's Rebellion. we got to stop living Juneteenth. we got to stop living Black Wall Street. we got to stop living... Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s. What was happening? We got to stop it, right? Mental health first aid kit, right? So we'll recap, we'll end it, and we'll come back tomorrow with the lessons from my father about mental health 
and lessons from my father about being mentally strong. And to recap, the three things you put in your toolkit for a mental health first aid kit. Number one is CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. You write down your key, uh, key event, triggering event, key thoughts and beliefs, your feelings, and then your positive conclusion. Journaling method is you write your what you're proud of. You write the progress you made the day before, the good things that happened, and then what you can improve on. And be really raw and honest with yourself. Healthy denial. I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying that, hey, you are blocking some trauma from your head in order to survive. But you can't ignore it forever. You're going to have to work through it at some point, right? Mental health first aid kit. Thank you for listening to the ESBC uh, Network podcast as we teach you history and we're raw and real. Tomorrow we'll be back again with mental health strengths that I learned from my dad. All right, guys, have a good night and we'll be back tomorrow. Um, I wrote an article about my dad and then we're going to get in depth how he was in a Cuban concentration camp, abused by his uncle at nine years old. We saw him later in life, and my dad thought about, oh, I was hungry. He never gave me any food when I was nine, and I went to the United States, and I owned two restaurants. So we'll get into that story tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the ESBC Podcasting Network. We always end with Winston Churchill. You make a life from your labor, but you make a life. You make a living from your labor, but you make a life. You make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it is free. It's a podcast that I use. And they really do a good job for us here at the GFSN betting and team report podcast. It helps us make 70 to 80% of your bets. Now, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started, my brothers.